So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everyone. To this Thursday's edition of Everyday Connection, I'm Rico Shields. Our uh, wonderful co-host Jane will be with us in just a moment. While uh, while we're getting everybody together here, I did want to take a moment to uh, uh, give a shout out to our friends over at Inner Child, Bill and family. Uh, they've been incredibly supportive, and uh, and we appreciate that support. We feel it every minute of every day. Uh, we also had the pleasure last night of uh, being on uh, Ninon Devere de Rosa's show, Voices of Tomorrow, and really want to thank her for that opportunity to get the word out about Looking Younger and Project Strength, um, because we think they're both just amazing projects and uh, 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 take every opportunity we can to get the word out about them. I uh, also wanted to call your attention. We, we've had a couple updates to the website. We've added several pages uh, at everydayconnection.me. Uh, we've added pages about our other projects, uh, Looking Younger, The Blook, uh, Project Strength, and uh, on each one of those pages there's links where you can uh, uh, find more information and how perhaps to get involved with those projects. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Project Strength tonight, I would imagine, uh, as well as... Uh, some of Lucian's other projects that he's working on, uh, and uh, we're really, really looking forward to that. Um, but again, I want to thank Ninon and uh, for that opportunity last night. And folks, check out uh, check out what she's doing over there at uh, KidsTalk.org. Uh, it's a great. Uh, organization and uh, they're doing some wonderful things uh, feeding and educating some kids um, so Lucian hello hello Rick hi how are you I'm doing fine it's very early in the morning but I can handle the time difference yes we really appreciate you uh, getting up and talking to us at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, <laughs> sure. we uh, we stretch some people's schedules sometimes with the global reach of the show and uh, uh, but we want to try to give everybody their uh, their opportunity. Oh, of course. So, yeah, you're a filmmaker. Yes, and, I am. Uh, well, I've heard trying to be. <laughs> well, yes, and that, that's kind of like me and being a talk show host. I'm working <laughs> at it. I've missed sometimes. Um, so, tell us just a little bit about how you, uh, you know, who you are, where you're. Where you come from? How did you make your way to deciding to uh, try to be a filmmaker? 
Oh well, it, it's well. It all started actually in um, when I was here in, in Germany, and uh, it was through my my art teacher who looked at a picture of mine, and um, I wasn't really finished drawing it. It was one of the final pictures that we should draw, and um, he he just um, I was I was just sketching now, not just the characters, and he just kept, walked by and said, "You got full points on that." I said, "But I'm not finished with this picture. How could you already give me full full score?" He said. I can imagine how it will look when it's finished. So that already already gave me a big boost. But um, I was al always in photography, but that was kind of a breaking point for me to also also see that I would love to see also how how pictures would have what would be in movement. So well, it it just happened that a friend of mine just asked me, well, what do you what would you love to study? And I said, um, I just said I would lo love to study film. And he, he said, oh, well, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty unique. Um, let me find something. So then the brochure from the New York Film Academy came to my hands, and I, I just thought, hey, let's do it. So that was just like, that was just the starting of it. Yeah. So and ever since, I, I was just, um, I just traveled from there and just wanted to get more experience. So I went to Italy, went to London. Worked in Munich, and then from there I, I jumped over to to Southeast Asia, because I always wanted to go to Asia, and so so I I first started off actually in Singapore. I can I can certainly understand that. I've always wanted to travel there. I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to travel all around Europe and uh, yeah. uh, Egypt, and uh, uh, so Asia is definitely on my schedule list. Yeah. Jean, good evening. Good and evening, welcome. boys. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. Well, we were just getting a little rundown of how he got from appreciating still pictures to wanting to see some motion. Hi, Gene. Hi, Lucian. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm fantastic. Great. I had a fight okay. with Skype, but I'm here now, so it's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And we're going to find us a way where everybody can get on air without the uh, stress. So uh, I was just telling Rick about how I just got started with filmmaking and uh, where I ended up. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh, from cool. yeah, from uh, so we just got to the part where where I uh, went to Singapore, and from so, there when I yeah, that's when I, when I reached the Southeast Asia and. Um, and also then that was the starting point of of uh, Project Strength. Yeah, crazy story, that Project Strength. Don't know what that's all about, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so did we do the did we do the who who the hell are you and what do you do rundown already, I guess? Well, well was... that was kind of what I was getting started was, you know. All right, awesome. The, I don't ask it quite as well as you do, but uh, <laughs> uh, after after running through our, our kudos and shout-outs, uh, I noticed that you still hadn't made it in, and I thought, oh, she's having a fight with Skype. Perhaps we'll get on with a little who are you and what do you do. All right, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, well, um, so, so you've already made it to Southeast Asia, but let's backtrack yes. a little bit. Before we before we hop over to Asia, because it's way oh. over there on the other side of the ocean, um, let's talk about New York and the film school there, um, because I'm nosy and yeah, this he, is he kind of brushed right by that. He did, <laughs> he did, because I mean, hey, it's only New York and it's only film school. I mean, how exciting well, can that be? Asia, that's 
I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about that for a little bit. Um Okay, sure. Had you had you done any film stuff before you decided to go off to New York and just blatantly decide to be a filmmaker or um did you go in cold turkey and I I totally went in cold turkey, but I did have some um stage um state well, well I was part of a theater group in um, our school. I was an assistant directing uh well, a, a director for a, a screenplay called Cyrano de Bergerac. I think you know that story it's about the guy uh, who has the long nose and writes the stories for this other guy. I do know the story, absolutely. Yeah, so I was um I was co-helping her until the the show uh, well, went down and uh, actors started leaving and then I think the director just got over her head and she started firing people and I said, well, you know, this is, this is, this is not how it's going to work out. You can't just fire everybody. And, well, I got fired then. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to do that job better. So, yeah, I just took, and well, you know, a smart guy once said, you can, you can learn from so many things, but the best things that you could learn from are mistakes. It's like, it's fine to celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. Absolutely, so absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I did not have any film work done till that point. So, so it was just clearly being thrown into to, to a hands-on course where it's really you have um, um, you have about sixty people in the whole semester. And it's just you're in a group of 20 people, and then from there, um, every, every week you have an assignment. One is called mise-en-scene, another one is called um, uh, continuity, and another one is called, um, well, bring music into into life. Well, it, it's, it, always, it all goes from step to step. So we'd also learn from how to learn, um, how to shoot with real, really old cameras, like uh, the Ariflex um um, not sure what the mark is called again. I'm, it's, it's a long, it's been a long time, but um, it was it was a eight millimeter, uh, eight millimeter Kodak film, and we just had probably three minutes of uh, of, of shooting a film. So we had like these small teams of, of four people, and we would just rotate. So so each of these four, these four people would only have the weekend to to shoot the film. That was really exciting. So for the the, the next three weeks. I, I did not see much of New York actually until one day when one guy said, "Well, my production is a bit laid back, so um, you guys, you, you can you can chill today." I, I just sat down and, and thought, "Here I am in this great city, and I don't know what to do." <laughs> I, I just started. <laughs> so so did you when you you go to film school? Okay, you went in cold turkey, and it's kind of sink yeah. or swim situation. Um, Either you do or you die, and that's cool. I mean, because the film industry is pretty high pressure for the most part. Um, do you yeah, have do you have um, a lot of cross training with regards to the different aspects of filmmaking, or do you guys focus on a specialty right away? Mm, I think for it's for for everyone very individually because. You can um, it's it's the way it's in a way how you also tell a story what 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 suits you more so one guy is more more into comedy one another person has more touch for documentary 
And, um, well, it, another person is very experimental or, well, you can see what suits you best then. And some people also decide just to do camera work, camera work or, or to become a scriptwriter. So from there, from that point on, it's it's always up to the individual mind. So, so at what point did you decide um, to to follow the director producer path? I mean, because I know you have editing skills, and I know that yeah. um, you you've put together um, you've done some editing on your own. You've put together your own films. Um, okay. So with, without the help of an editor. So you have the editing skills. Um, but when did you decide that you wanted to go down the vein of Directing and producing films. I think it's more. Uh, I think it's more of a way that, uh, how how stories fall fall to me. There's there's many things that um that that I see that that I want to talk about, and it's always interesting to have another uh, person's perspective on it. So for me, it's like I always go around and I collect stories, and um. So I, I try to reflect, uh, well, a little bit of myself, also my characters, and and um, I w- would love to always always stay very truthful to a story. That's why going documentary was one 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 of my my, my favorites actually, it, because the it, it's it's more you can bring a, a full full blown story to to a person just by gathering so much information and and getting. Lots of other people's well viewpoints to 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 a certain point where you're going to where you're going to say, I believe certain parts of this story, it's it's their opinion, but right. I would like to more more about this and this. So you can always you can always uh, decide on which way you would like to go from that point, and that's that's the way you 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 focus on your story. There's there's many many great things, but um. How I how I chose to 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 become a director producer is um I always th- see the, the the production first so for me it's always very very interesting to see a full motivated team or to motivate the team and uh, and for me it's always the story comes first if that is there then all you can see that all the other people start and they start believing in it too. That's actually also how how strength fell fell together too. If, uh, yeah, if it were if it wasn't for the story, it, w- it would have been just two people, one crazy person and another just with a <laughs> camera and running around the Philippines. <laughs> there there is there is a huge story to that, absolutely. But before we get to that, while we're hanging out in Southeast Asia, your first stop was Singapore. Sure. I know that you um you have finished your first independent film on your own and before yeah. I go any further I'm just going to say the name and then I'm going to pass asking the questions off over to Rick because I know the film too intimately. Um so <laughs> I'm going to let Rick explore um Under the Bridge with you and and you can okay. tell us a bit about that. So Rick, he's all yours. All mine. All yours. All yours, Rick. <laughs> all right. So I I take it we're in Singapore. Seem to have left off there. And um how how did we get thrown under the bridge? I mean, how did we end up under the bridge? What, oh, that what was... is it what is this film telling the story of? Well, that's that's the thing. It's uh it is a journey through Singapore uh through the the viewpoint of a of an outsider, how he portrays the city, how he sees it from a different perspective as another uh traveler wouldn't have seen. 
So our our story does begin also like the like the the, the title already says under the bridge. It's like uh one day when I was walking through Singapore uh I was around um I was around the, 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 the Merlion Monument, and um, I saw this group of people uh, next to the Esplanade. Uh, that's that's the theater around, around there, and they were they were a small group of, group of people who were um, well, they they were protesting. Well, they weren't protesting, but they they were meditating. So I asked them what 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 they are well what they are doing. They said, well, their group is called Falun Gong. It's a, it's, it's a, well, they, 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 they're, they're practitioners, and uh, what they do is, um, it's, it's in a way, it is, um, you, you could say, in, in, it's, it's forbidden in China. Um, so I, I, I did ask them, well, well, how, how come they are doing it under the bridge? Because that was actually my, my main point, because. You can go to other other different places and get more people. So I just simply asked uh, them what makes them think that under the bridge someone will listen to them, or how come how come they feel so much more home actually there. So they right. they, they simply said, you know, that the the most interesting part about that being under the bridge, we haven't thought about it, but here you you do think that you can find like-minded in, individuals. Who who do seem they, they that they feel that there's something else that they want to want to say, but they can't but they can't find a room, or they can't find a person to 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 grasp something you know that that's that's that tells you I feel the same way as you do, and uh, these people they were just simply giving out their their cards and what and their brochures their information booklets if. I mean, if someone's interested, they would take it, of course. But uh, I mean, they're not really disturbing anyone. So for me, it was very interesting to see uh, which, how much, well, the other individuals who do feel that then that they're that they might be living under a bridge, not physically, but but mentally. So mm-hmm. then, from there, that point on, I went to um, I went to a youth group, and uh, I went to. To, to another or, uh, organization called Food Food for the Heart, no Food from the Heart. It's an organization made by by a, uh, a young Austrian couple, and they they just simply gather bread that's that's been um, that big hotels and other chains just uh, t- just toss out that people uh, who don't need their bread actually. So they come and collect it. And they give it to people, to needy people. So they're nice. doing something really good back, back for the, yeah, for for the the whole economy. So it's it's uh, it does show that there's people who do care, and but they're 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 not many, and and they're actually a little bit invisible. So for me, it was also to to showcase these people who are doing good. There's another uh, there's there was a school also called. Um, uh, the school of thought. I really like them too because what they do is they they are actually part of the 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 school program. But what they do d- different is um, they take they take the the political um, um, like the political class or the English class a little bit further to another point where they kind of challenge the 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 children 
to to think beyond the box. It's like um, uh, you have just certain things, but I mean, just cer- certain things uh, that's that um, well, you 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 think about. You you just sit in class, and your teacher says it's like this, and then you can take it and say, okay, well, it's it's just going to be like that. I'm not going to think further about it or around it. So what school thought is, it's like they tell they they give you another point to think beyond that. And so so what they do is they they kind of challenge each individual to 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 grow beyond another point where they see well that the life could be great here. I do feel great and there are many opportunities for me. So it's like what they do is like they they tell you well if you if you can't go the straight road from studying, studying, studying until a point where you just go to a job that's, you know, it's it's just there because your parents said, go do it. And if it doesn't make you happy, then you did something wrong. So what School of Thought does, it says, do something you like and, and put all your effort in it. So you would one day find your own niche. If you find that yeah. niche, then you can grow beyond that. You can even, you can be really happy with it. And there's many... um many many people who who did that same or went that same path and they just found something they really loved and they they did really well so that was cool fantastic it's it's beautiful to see that happening with younger and younger uh folks yeah uh, so many so many folks reach middle age and then have to just start trying to figure out how to do that uh right after after lost time, it's wonderful to spotlight these people and bring them. Uh, it's interesting, you know, under the bridge, and yeah. uh, you're you're sort of bringing them out from under the bridge and into the light of day. It's a sounds a beautiful thing. Yeah, of course. For me, it was also to see. Well, here here I am. I was just uh, my art teacher just simply said that one sentence that changed my whole life. But um, for them, it's like they have more teachers there and even school of thought who who tell them. You know, there's more opportunities for you. Go do that. Go do that. You know, you can you can do something you really like. And well, for me, it was I think it was mere luck, but um, or faith. Call it faith, maybe. But um, but for for these children, it's sometimes really challenging to to grow up in a in a in a in a, in a very very modest system that. That tells you, you know, you can only go this way to, and then you will have success. And it's like a very fixed mindset. And I, I'm not sure if, if, uh, well, children today have that uh, in, in other, in other countries. Well, I would, well, I, I don't know, uh, too many groups outside of Singapore like School of Thought, but, but if there are, then that's that's really really great. Like every kid should have that. Absolutely. Yeah. The uh the rigid system tends to bring everybody to doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of that. We'd like to play a new game. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> oh, I th- okay. <laughs> I thought we were No, no, I mean the I mean the kids, you know. It, oh, it's yeah. uh, they they when you when you incur- when they're encouraged and allowed really to yeah. think and and have place validity on their own thoughts instead of being dismissed it's just amazing the uh the things that these children have to offer yeah and the the way the the documentary actually ends it's like um it 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 just shows 
different groups that that do um, support each other in a, in a different way, but but also like that they, yeah, like I said before, it's like those people under the bridge there, they just they just they don't feel like outcasts, but it's like another another station for them to to just yeah sort of be on the fringes a little. Right, yeah, just be happy. happy. Well, to, to see also that there's another person who is just like you. Well, in watching the movie, it's almost like they've built a society outside of, but within the society. So it's it's outside of the societal norms, but they've built a community. It's still within the city, but it's outside of, of normal society. Yeah. And the thing is also, if you see Singapore, it's a very... It's like a metropolis, very fast-paced. You have lots of lots of uh, consumerism. It's very clean. It's very organized. Uh, it's uh, it's almost unreal for me. It was well, yeah, like uh, like the film Metropolis, even like uh, that that you have like so so much high tech. You can just uh, you can just drown in it, and uh, that was also kind of the theme to 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 the film also. Seeing Singapore as a metropolis that you can just lose yourself in, but still find like a soul core that has still people who who are just um yeah who who just feel alive. Right. It was very amazing to, uh, for me to see that trip, and I wanted to share it with that movie. Yeah. So is the movie um the movie in festivals yet, or it's on its way there? Has it uh, made its final it cut? I went to uh, two film festivals in Singapore, um, and ever since then, I I was still waiting for another doc film fest to, for its entry. But yeah, oh. awesome! Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. On the completion of that one, um, so let's get let's get back to. Um, your your big challenge because um, Under the Bridge was done pretty much on your own I mean you had a friend doing the voiceover you had another friend help you out with the script um, you did uh, all the editing by yourself <laughs> um, we don't know any writers who write scripts for movies around here so we, we won't mention any names writers. but um, <laughs> um, so let's let's get back to the, the crazy adventure that is one no. Has has ever been for for the last? I think we're going on year three. Um, yeah. Project um, strength. strength. Project <laughs> strength. Um, without getting into the the nasty ah, where's the money details? Because <laughs> there's no That's point. That's always in, the thing when when you're doing a film. It's yeah. It could, it's, it's, um, you have five points. It's uh, it's one. The weather can be good. Your actors are ready. Your your crew is ready and motivated. You're there on time, and um, and another and the fifth part is um, everything is well organized. So if you have all these five things, you can really call this a miracle or a dream, because one of these things is not going to happen, and another one too, and another one just happens at another time, and it's just a whole mingle. Um, so that is just filmmaking. Like that. Um, sorry, but that's every movie that is being made. So that's like kudos to every filmmaker. It's it's like it's making your own art, 
it's kind of heavy, but that's that's where you draw the passion towards it, and you feel you got to pull it through. So it, it was very gutsy yeah, <laughs> to, not, to, to build. Not giving up is not an option. You know, is it? It's not an option. You you can't, you get so far into it that that you're like, okay, you, I have to rescue this thing somehow, some way. It has to yeah. get finished. Um, even though you know you don't know at the time how it's going to get finished, it's going to yeah. get finished, and it, you know if it kills you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's go back to that first um, the first crazy phone call when some crazy Filipino kid <laughs> in, in uh, Manila um, called you and said, dude documentary children's <laughs> home crazy canadian lady it's, it's um, actually how how that started was um well uh my my friend uh, and i we went to to the film school together he was my actor in some of my films and uh, i always wanted to to work together with him again so it just happens to be that i was in singapore and he just flew down to to the philippines and then yeah he just gave me that crazy phone call saying hey you know, I got the story you might be interested in. I said, well, what could that be? So then he introduced me to the to the orphanage, the, the Shepherd of the Hills orphanage in Manila. So he just told me a little bit about it and a little bit about the land. I didn't, I did not have much of a clue actually to start with. So I just used the internet as a resource for just a little bit. To, to get an, a glimpse of what what I'm going going to be able well well what I will be able to see, so I just booked my flight. I came to the the, play, the place and well we did not have a camera, so I told them okay so we should we should well ask some people around who can help us and then that's when we met our first crewmate, who then said well I can give you my camera but I have to be there too. So I said, why why would I want you there too? I mean, I know what to do. And he said, well, you know, that's that's how we roll here in the Philippines. So I said, you know what, fine, you can have the camera. So then we just build up from there. Then we, we met another guy who said, you know what, I I heard from your story and I would like to join. Oh, of course, yeah, you can you can jump on board. And they're like, ah, I have a driver too. Oh, well, that's great. So so on and on, like on and off, like people heard from us and they would they would lend us an ear and say, well, what do you need for this to get done? Because it's um, product, product strength is all about the children who are like who are living on the street without anything, and um, it's just um, it's 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 well that that's that's the well the problem in, in Southeast Asia or in, in every third world country that you would see, you have kids on the streets and. Uh, you fear for well, well, their well-being because it's because yeah, if if you if you think about having your own kids too, and then seeing that it it just it just it's 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 very sad. So so of course all those people supporting us, they were they're, they're somewhere they they were thinking, hey, I could be in that situation too. So I want to help help make a big co- well, help this cause out and tell this story. So that's now, that's mainly draw, drew people into us. One one of our one of our film crew actually was um, at one time living on the street, right? And yeah, Dale spoke about living living on the street and sleeping sleeping under cardboard. So I'm uh, not sure if it was Dale because he 
I think in his part of the story, it was that that his father left when he was a small child, and him and his brothers had to had to work because um, their, his mom got sick, so he did not really go to school. That's true. So I think at some parts he he was living on the street, while the other crewmate Randy, who was our driver, was uh, he used to be. Um, I think he was a, in a juvenile, but. Um, yeah, I think every every one of those people helping us out, at some part they 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 can connect to these ki- these kids on the street. So that also, it it, it well it's it just um, made made all the all the things happening around us. It just made it also so I don't know. It's it's hard to describe because you you'd have these it people. It made it with personal. You very personal for them too because they were very like emotional about it and and I've never had a, a such a crew who who were who were so so emotionally enthralled with with the film and just the happening that they said I really want this film to be made I want to do every, anything I could I would even you know I would yeah they 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 were, they were just so so in love with the, with the whole with 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 our whole story that they they just feel that they want to you can feel that they really want to make a difference and I and just, remember many many days of of no it was, it was great with these on people. behalf of the team yeah I mean they they did some incredible work so um, in case yeah. you know in case our listeners haven't guessed yet <laughs> this is a project <laughs> that Lucy and I um, are working on together now although we didn't actually meet until this year. Um, yeah, that, which is really fun. Yeah, <laughs> which is a crazy, crazy story in and of itself. Um, Lucian left the film temporarily, uh, which is a crazy story, and we're not going to get into that. But no, through no fault of his own, <laughs> um, well, Lucian, Lucian left the film part, temporarily. We all have to move on. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, there was there was a stall in the film due to financing at one point, and um, then then I got sick, and Lucian happened to be tootling back to Canada to visit family and friends right around the time I, I was getting ill and um, graciously and generously offered to take over the, the responsibility. And, and you could call it a burden, but I don't think anybody feels that Project Strength is a burden. But well, take, on the res- yes. <laughs> take on the responsibility of, of completing the film. Um, so initially, the initial team, really the only two people that knew each other was, was you, and Revo, um, yeah. and you found the camera crew while mm-hmm. you were wandering around Manila, um, and you found the children's home through me, who had been wandering around Manila right. a couple weeks before you arrived. So, That's and true. you and I, and you and I never got the chance to meet. So I'm curious because I don't think we've ever yeah. talked about this, but I'm curious to know because I I remember my first impression of the kids of, of Shepherd of the Hills. Um, yeah. What was your first impression of of the children when you wa- when you first walked into the orphanage and, and you saw these kids? What was your? Um, to me, well, uh, we haven't seen other orphanages yet, so my my viewpoint on that was still very European. And uh, because uh, when when you well, you can just go to to an orphanage around here, and uh, and you can just see that kids are learning. They're having their their little book to do and this and then well most of them are quiet so um, so uh, of course 
me thinking now I'm in a third world country and I don't know what to expect. So as I as, as I got to the the shepherd the fields orphanage and I stepped in, they they were already playing music. These kids were um they 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 were already you know they of course they were they they were a bit bigger than what I usually expect from from kids to be, but. Uh, I mean, they were already in their in their late teens, like they were from 14 to to 17 years old, and everyone has their individual story, of course. But for me, it was uh, it was very interesting to see how um, how how lively these kids were. Um, I mean, I didn't ex- I, I didn't really expect that then that they would you know they would greet us with such an explosion. Like I didn't know who who we were. Uh, they just knew Revo. So he just went in, and he talked a bit, and then like they're like, "Oh, who are you? Ah, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Kenneth." And then the other guy is like, "Oh, like, oh, how are you doing? You know, it's, it just they just fall, uh, you know, these these kids are these kids are great." It was like, I was thinking, it's it seems for, to me like it, it was a a regular school where 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 kids you know hang out and and it's kind of cool to be there. So it's like it's kind of like a uh, how do you call it? Uh, it was like a youth youth hostel. You'd always like one one that that you know you you go there and you you have your daily activity there and then you go back home. That's kind of how it felt like. Uh, that's it, there was not a boundary to it. It was like you the doors the door is open. You can you you can you can come as you are. That's that's the it's like it was very welcoming. Yeah, that, right. that was my. Sounds, sounds like it was very different than what you might have expected. You mentioned that the, the uh, orphanage around where you are, there, the children are quiet and they're doing their tasks. And, right. And these kids were li- were bright and full of life. The thing is, uh, I did see before what what what, what I was um, what we what, well some of our shots that we had. This was actually our third production day when we went to the orphanage. But the first two, I saw lots of kids on the streets. And um, and so that was just for me seeing. Oh, look! There's a big difference here, and I did and I did not I did really not feel that I was in an orphanage. That was that was the difference. And then they started playing music, and I that was amazing. I was just seeing that. I I told the boys to get ready with their cameras, and I just get the glimpse of that because uh, I I did not expect them to to play so well too. Like every one, they they just made a whole core of of street children. I mean, I was already thinking if every one of these kids on the street had an opportunity like these kids have. And I mean, you would uh, just as Ruth Meika said, every one of them are individuals. They're like future leaders of their generation. They can they can they can pull other kids to towards that. I mean, if you don't have too many people that you do you see as heroes like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Terminator or, <laughs> or or James Bond? I mean, then you would have some of these kids being, you know, um, real life heroes, being their own idols for their lifetime. I mean, it's they they're yeah, like our everyday heroes that we see, and it's just people who inspire you, and that's 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 what inspired me actually on the spot because I did see. You know, this is very different from what what I would be used to seeing as if I was just traveling around. And I did, I, I saw I was very into individual for. I was something that I would love to share with my travels 
Of yeah. course, it would just make sense to write a book like like Gene did. So, well, and it it sounds like it it would make sense to want to share that to to want to find out. Well, oh, these definitely. kids are in the same city. What what's the difference? Why are what? How did this happen? How did y'all exactly. do this? Exactly, that was my thought too. I mean, how how could you make a change from that? How what what needs to be done, and what love. could you do? Right. Yeah. Love, copious amounts, copious amounts of love um, by Nathan and Ruth Mexica and their incredible team of volunteers. And and that, and that little bit of confidence, yeah. trust and confidence. If a kid has that, he can do magic. Kind of like the art teacher that uh, spoke I was to about you. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then yeah. I guess being, yeah. being a filmmaker... Um, yeah. Who who had because I did catch a, a bit of that conversation that you guys were having early on in the show, who had mm-hmm. a teacher say the right thing at the right time to inspire you to follow your passion and your dream and 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 your talents yeah. and skills and explore those. I guess this film also hit you on a very personal level as well. Yeah, it did. Well, for for me, it was to see, um, and actually, that's that's actually the point. Uh, or the the theme why why I'm actually do want to want to do this film, it's it's just a show. If you want to make a great change, you can of course have great leaders, but if you if you just inspire your children, they are one day going to grow up and they become they can become the the adults that you find inspiring today. So if you want to change your future, you have to start with your kids because yeah, it's. It's just also that that they're going to carry on the next generation. So, so that's now actually let's, my point on the film. So now let's yeah let's talk about that angle in the film because when we were going through the process of of um, yeah. um, changing the script multiple times and different ideas going back and forth and how what angle were we going to go from um, every every single time we ended up coming back to the the story really is not about the poverty the story is not about the kids on the street. The story is about the change in the kids when they're taken from that environment and given a chance to explore their their own individual potential. So is yeah. that that's that's the message behind the film? Yes, absolutely. That the message behind the film is really for, it's um, you know it's um, well the, the children of of, of today uh, can can be the future leaders of tomorrow. And what a powerful message that is. So, um, now, you had a chance to spend some time with Nathan and Ruth. Yeah. Um, and a lovely couple, I would say. They really are. So, I I want to talk a bit about the family dynamics within the home, because I, I've tried to express this in how many different ways, I don't know, to how yeah. many different people, but... Um, my experience on walking in the home is that it wasn't it wasn't um an institution of any sort it was it was a home these kids called Ruth mom all of them yeah. and when we went to the other locations those kids cuz there are three different locations for Shepherd of the Hills four different locations yeah. for Shepherds of the Hills and all hundred and some kids call Ruth mom um and that that to me was an incredible experience now did you guys get you got a chance to go to other orphanages within Manila or we have seen only um Hospicio del San Jose that was another orphanage and uh another one 
Hmm. I forgot the name, but it was uh, it reminded me of uh, of I think uh, where you keep um, jail inhabitants. I I think it's uh, it was very it's 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 like you want to lock your dog away in that one. Right. So you you didn't see the family dynamic in any of the other places that you visited. No, absolutely did did not. It was it, it felt very dangerous actually to me. I've yeah. I, I don't I don't think. Uh, I, a kid can can grow healthily in an environment such as those were, but um, from the hospital de San Jose, I do know that um, that some people did have a school education from it, mm-hmm. but not as uh, as hearty as as I think they 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 are trying to make it possible for everyone, but as any. Uh, uh, every good elementary school would it would just do as much as they can till they they can't uh focus on only one kid so what is different on um on shepherd the hills is they take um every every one individually and also train them to what they really want to aim for so the best um my best example is my good friend um also who i know knew well get to know better from the, through the documentary is uh, my friend Daniel San Jose. Our hero. He, uh, he just had, yeah, he's a hero. Like, yes. uh, after, after I heard his story on how he grew up, I, I, I can just, it, it's just unbelievable how someone like him is, can be, can turn out to be such a positive person. And, uh, it, him, um, I think uh, Ruth and Nathan, they they had a, well, they're they're like really like um, they're 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 uh, he's he's their son almost. It's a uh, it's kind of, it's it's very funny actually. I've been I've been to his wedding recently, and uh, I didn't make it to the ceremony, I must say, <laughs> but I did meet meet him up uh, afterwards. And uh, oh no, you lucky was, devil. Yeah, it was so nice to see. Um, Nathan and Ruth there because it just felt like he's brought his family actually with him and because he he, he himself is, was just uh, well he hasn't been to London then to that time and uh, I I don't know if he was the only Filipino there but they were they were really like mom and dad for him so I think they they, they would support Dan with everything they have and it was just great for me to see that also that that they they do have they do can um inspire one kid to go fully forced in one way like and 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 make them pull, well let them pull it through and if they want to change they would say okay as long as it makes you happy and it's good for you go do yeah, it and I like it. it almost sounds like school of thought <laughs> it it really does well in in Dan's case i mean Nathan and Ruth um they really did they they don't not only lost a son when he when he moved to um the UK to get married they also right. lost one of their greatest leaders and and counselors within the children's home because he did get his his um degree in nursing and he did stay on and with the home as a volunteer and a guide to the younger kids within the home um right. so I like you. Yeah, I like you um fully just I mean it blows my mind that Nathan and Ruth were so supportive and behind him with regards to getting him his papers so that he could get his visa so that he could leave the country so that he could marry the woman that he wanted to marry and and right. they they didn't have any any kind of 
there, there was no indication of selfishness on their part at any time, even though I'm sure yeah. they had to they had to rearrange their their lives because Dan was um, was relied upon for a very long time as a mm. part of the volunteer team that was taking care of these kids. So I even keep all him, the other kids called him Big Brother around there, like all the other 200 kids. I'm sure they I they, they everybody calls him Big Brother. Idol. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. So, um, so he's kudos again. Well, I mean, he could have been really a, a great leader there. So I, I'm sure, yeah, Nathan Roots had to had to had to make a, I think a, a sacrifice in in a, in a way that they that they want him to really be happy. So, which is amazing, <laughs> and I think Dan will that, be a great leader anywhere he goes. That he was going to be picked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's. Wow. It, it's amazing to see what unconditional love, which includes unconditional acceptance, does right. for people. Uh, because that's really, from what I hear both of you saying, that's the different ingredient uh, at the Shepherd of the Hills. And I know that here in this country, at least, uh, in the United States, people that work in these uh, type of settings are yeah. often warned and almost made extraordinarily fearful of, you know, don't get involved with these children. It's too risky to your emotional health because some of them won't do well and don't don't get involved. And it's that's exactly the wrong advice because that's... It's okay. At least you tried. Well, you, you know, you can give somebody some sort of mechanical education, but and they talk about people being cogs in a in the machine, but we're not cogs in the machine. We're living, breathing beings that, um, you know, reminds me of our conversation with Mama Webb about tiny humans. Um, they're just tiny humans. They're just tiny humans and, and, and a, a little bit of love and acceptance and uh, and maybe a, an encouraging word here and there, but yeah. it, it's that love and acceptance to, to me that from what you're describing that is the yeah. secret sauce ingredient. And it's it's nice for me to have somebody on air who can back that up um, because I've been I've been saying it for three years loud and proud. Um, I've never met two people like Nathan and Ruth um, Mexica yes. in my life, and um, their ability to not only love these children as orphans that need to be cared for, but to embrace them as members of their family. When you go into this home, their own blood children mm-hmm. live, sleep, eat go to school with these children from the street, and there is no difference between how their own children are treated than how these, these other children are treated. And that, to me, is the difference. Nathan and Ruth believe that every single kid in there can make it. Yeah, and it's it's very, very great to see, you know, it's it couldn't be any any much more loving than what they, what they do with the kids. And... Uh, and even the small, like from 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 small to to big kids, they they manage a full full household. And it's a ima- just imagine having yourself and you have two hundred kids, and each one wants you. It's it's just like you have you can you can just uh, it's 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 a lot of pressure for these two. I mean, like um, it's just to manage that time to have enough time to talk with everyone. And and to to build them up, that takes a lot of energy, and that's something I I really I highly I highly respect from those two. 
it's just uh, for me it's it's unbelievable and and they do so well too yeah they they really do um they're very strong strong people now um let's talk a little bit about um where the strength film is at now you guys are in the process of editing right we're in the middle of editing we um we've currently actually uh, from our from our script, where we just passed, actually going to the next interview, uh, leading off from the underground onto uh, another great filmmaker. Uh, his name is. Um, let me check again. What is Dante? Carlos uh, Dante, but um, yeah, like Dante is a, a, a very conscious filmmaker who, well, his 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 work is. Fictionary, but he actually takes his inspiration from real, real life stories, and he focuses on actually the, the work, uh, the underground work, and what 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 is not being told. And the thing is actually, his work does focus uh, very much on 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 some on a certain level that could, could actually be seen as um, very political in a way. But um, he really gave our support uh, from from saying that he really wants these. He also adopted actually a child from from the streets just because it, it, it for him being also an involved filmmaker, doing also socially conscious work. Um, he he does also want to see the, um, a change with, with within these kids to 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 get to to a different. Um, Understanding a different level of, of respecting each other, also, and I find that very, very powerful from him. But yeah, we had, we had his support and and his well, of course, his um, he sh- he shared some of his trophies with us, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was that's where we are we're at now. So yeah, there's lots to be done and. So now, yeah, if people want, if people want to support um, support the team over in Germany, who's who's dedicating a lot of time to editing yeah. and putting together this film, um, they contact you through the Project Strength website. Yes, your email can, is on there. Yeah, uh, my email is on there. They can use the guest list and uh, and post also, and um, they can tell friends around about it. For me, it's just interesting to to get an inspirational story, you know, out and uh, and running to different people just to see. For me, it is actually my goal. Actually, for the film would be when people would see it and they would return back to their life and thinking. How how grateful they are for what they have, because in the film there's lots and lots of children who have nothing. They're just on the street with a cardboard, begging for for money, and they're they're playing and they're and they're laughing. That's one one of the points that that, that I couldn't really fully grasp. It's it's why are these kids laughing? They don't have anything, but it's like it it does show again. I make mean, my view is too European for me. To see that was just unbelievable. To to see also, you can be really happy with just so such little things, and just just small things can make you really happy, even if you have don't have anything. And for me, it's it, it would just be 
uh, a job well done if any everybody who would just uh, be, who would be able to see the film would just go out and just be happy for for a moment to, to say you know I got this and this and this is this is making me happy too you know I just want to create positive uh, a, a good a good vibe within each individual. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to I'd like to point out to everybody uh, too uh, to remember the teacher that had a few words of encouragement to a young man um, <laughs> that it you may yep. think that you can't make a difference you may think well I can't fly off to the Philippines and do this and I can't do that right one word of encouragement one smile one wave at the right moment and you don't know when that is can make the difference in in a child's life and an adult's life, frankly. But um, mm. one, really one moment of support of, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and off you were, you know, to New York, to film school, to Singapore, to the Philippines. Yeah. Um, and uh, an incredible work, in, incredible work that you're, that you're doing. Yeah. These children are just... Amazing, and I haven't even met them yet. And uh, uh, <laughs> and Rick's already in love. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, but it is the whole process to me. It is the it is. It seems to me it doesn't matter what civilization has been or government or anything has been going on in any part of the world. There is always that undercurrent of love and acceptance somewhere that keeps things going. Right. Right. And. Um, uh, so we we're trying to make it from an undercurrent to an overcurrent, but you know. <laughs> and what you, what uh, what the what magic you can do with just a little bit of confidence. That's it. Uh-huh. A little bit of confidence and a little bit of passion. Yes. So for for our listeners, before we um, before we say goodnight to Lucian, um, for anybody out there listening that wants to support um, the children's home itself. If you go to www.shepherdofthehills.org.ph, that is their main website. And you can also visit um, Lucian, myself, and the rest of the strength team at www.project-strength.com, where you can see the trailer, the teaser, a short video um, with regards to the kids playing at one of their charity concerts. And um, you can you can learn a little about the team and um, read some team blogs and you can find out contact information for Lucian No, our guest tonight. If you uh, would like to support the team, you can also find the Facebook uh, fan page or there's a Facebook fan page on Facebook, of course, and um, hit the like button on that and uh, pass it on and let people know about this film because it's it's in edit it's being finished it's been it's been put together with it's a lot of passion oh thanks, John. thanks John. <laughs> and it's uh it's a real labor of love and and uh and even if all you have is is the to click on that share button from the project strength page or website um spread the word uh because it's uh it, it's a it's a mighty work of of passion and love that uh, these guys have been involved in Thank you both. I'm I'm very bad at goodbyes, but oh, that's I've, okay, dude. It's just I an honor to have you on. You, Dean, Rick, thank you so much for letting you on, letting me on the show. It's been a great time. 
I would love to. Uh, I'm really bad. Goodbyes. <laughs> okay. Well, how about you just say, "We'll see you later." I'm going to bed now because it's now three o'clock we'll in the morning. Now, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and All right. uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll have you back so we can discuss the uh, global opening of Project Strengths movie. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Good. All right. We love All right, you, buddy. Listen, thanks everybody for being with us. I believe we have uh, Sierra next week on Tuesday. <laughs> Sierra yeah, Goodman, probably. Sierra the Jungle Girl. Uh, y'all won't. Uh, wanna... She's a, a <laughs> barrel of monkeys. That's why she lives in Costa Rica. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Thanks again, Lucian, for being with us and for all that you're doing and being. Uh, Thank you so the... much for a good thing. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Join Rick and Jean again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Worried you might miss an episode? Don't worry. Subscribe. Find us on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details.